Chapter Twenty One of the Dawn of Medieval Europe, four seventy six to nine eighteen, by J. H. B. Masterman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. The Charlemagne of Romance. No account of the reign of Charles the Great would be complete without some notice of the cycle of romance and legend that gathered around the king and his court in medieval literature charlemagne and his paladins rival the fame of king arthur and his round table very soon after the death of the emperor men began to look back to his reign as a kind of golden age they said of him as later ages said of his great successor barbarossa that he was not dead and that he would come forth from his tomb when the appointed time had come to restore good order and peace he was reported to have been buried seated on a chair of state with his sword joyeuse laid unsheathed across his knees otto the third is said to have opened the tomb at aachen and to have found the body of the emperor still undecayed grasping a sceptre with a gold chain round the neck which the young monarch removed and kept as a relic but history throws doubt on the story the origin of the charlemagne romances is to be found in the chansons of the minstrels of france who took floating stories of the heroes of charles's wars and sang their exploits by the campfires of the western lands where the romance language was beginning to develop gradually these ballads grew as fresh material from other sources was added to them in the eleventh century these chansons de geste were taken in hand by literary men and woven into connected stories in these stories charlemagne appears as the great leader of the christian cause against the moslems they centre largely in charles's spanish campaign which becomes a crusade in which the christian king and his knights smite the infidel in great contests through years of war of these works by far the best known was the chanson de roland not the song of roland that taillefer sang as he led the norman charge at Saint-Lac, but a much longer and more literary production here the emperor appears as ruler of all europe served by a band of heroes of whom roland and oliver are the most famous in the age of the crusades this aspect of the emperor's work grows more prominent all other parts of the story are subordinated to the crusading idea even vitukint and desiderius the saxon and lombard enemies of charles now appear as saracen leaders and charlemagne is described as voyaging to jerusalem and visiting constantinople the history of archbishop turbin a prose romance written in the form of a supposed letter from archbishop turbin of reims to an archdeacon adds to the story of roncesvalles a great war between charlemagne and an african king argolander this book was approved by pope calixtus in eleven twenty two and was widely popular two things are to be noticed about the charlemagne legends of this period they all regard charlemagne as a great french king it is interesting to notice of the three great monarchs of a later time who deliberately set the career of charles the great before them as a model frederick barbarossa 
saint louis and napoleon two were french the other point of interest is the strongly ecclesiastical character of the stories the peers are hardly knights but mere fighting monks both charlemagne and his nephew roland are the favourites of heaven who receive miraculous gifts and enjoy the intercourse of angels strong and fearless they slay their thousands but they do not joust for the pleasure of it they do not crave adventures for the honour to be gained they want the splendid courtesy of the chevalier and above all they have no sense for the service of women roland does not spare his lady a thought at his death he thinks of god and fatherland of the emperor and his former conquests and the men of his line he bids his sword a tender farewell but he is undisturbed by any grief for the woman who holds him dear in the thirteenth century the charlemagne stories change their character it is not now the crusades but the struggles between the feudal barons and the kings that occupy men's thoughts so charlemagne becomes a feudal monarch surrounded by his great vassals who gradually come to fill the foreground as the king recedes at last he is little more than a shadowy and ineffective figure capable only of occasional acts of tyranny while the real heroes of the story are the barons of the court meanwhile the charlemagne romances found their way to iceland where the great Magnus saga was published in the thirteenth century two centuries later this was translated into danish as the kaiser karl magnus two final stages follow the story of charlemagne passes into spain where the spanish chroniclers jealous for the honour of their own country turn charles's spanish campaign into a mere marauding expedition in which the frankish invaders are driven headlong by the valour of the spanish leader bernard de carpio then the mocking italian spirit settles on the story and in the orlando furioso of ariosto holds up the whole of knight-errantry to ridicule valueless as it is from a historical point of view all this mass of legendary matter is of interest as showing how great was the impression made on after ages by the figure of the great frankish emperor as he stood armed and consecrated at the opening of that new chapter of world history that we call the middle ages End of chapter twenty one